We thank You for bringing us here this morning. And we thank You for the honour it is to be called a friend of God. We don't take that lightly. And we just appreciate You and love You. Thank You, Father. Amen. Me free. 
Wonderful to see you. Give your neighbour a high five and take a seat. Hope you've had a wonderful Christmas break and New Year. And isn't the weather turned out lovely? 
It's just getting warmer and warmer, which is just great. So uh, if this is your first time in Activate Church, we give you a very warm welcome as you leave the service this morning. As you go through the auditorium doors on the right-hand side, you'll be able to pick up a white pack. In there is a free coffee card and some details that you can learn more about the church and also a card to fill in so we can know a little bit more about you. So that'd be great. So church, can we put our hands together and welcome our visitors this morning? That would be fantastic. Well, Pastor Sheridan and Jan are away for a couple of weeks, so they're enjoying a lovely break. And we're continuing with 10 a.m. services until next Sunday. And so that's going to be good. Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week? If you want to join with me. Lance, yes. No longer 21? 31. 31. Okay. Happy birthday, Lance. And he's heading out the crunchies. Yeah, come out and join John as well. 21. Graham and Christine, congratulations. Fantastic. Look at all these people. Isn't this wonderful? Caleb, another year. Yeah. Wow. Just stay here, guys. We're going to declare a prayer of blessing over you. Clear. Wow. Make sure everybody gets their chalky bar. Fantastic. Well, church, why don't you stand with me and uh, let's pray this prayer of blessing over them. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's put our hands together and congratulate them again. Fantastic. Well, who's looking forward to 2016? Yeah, I am. And guess what? Today is what we call, we do it once a year, is a wing it service, where we sort of don't really know what's going to happen. Well, it's not quite like that, because normally at a wing it service, we wouldn't have a band. So it's a partial wing it service. So I don't even know what we're going to be preaching about today. How's that? It's going to be exciting. And there's going to be some people sharing a testimony. That could be you. And, then, and I thought, well, maybe we could have a panel and we're going to choose a scripture and we're going to have a few thoughts about it. So be prepared. You could be on the panel. Wouldn't that be good? Who's looking forward to that? Well, the enthusiasm is wonderful. We're going to be in for a great time today, I can tell. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet, church, and continue our worship as we worship the Lord. Thank you, Sarah.
awesome you created the heavens, Lord. And Father, we declare this morning that no matter what storm we are riding out, Lord, you are our anchor, Father, that holds us in place, Lord. No matter what way the wind blows, Father, you keep us secure, Lord. Lord, we are so thankful. So thankful, Lord. You are our hope, Lord. I have this hope as an anchor for my soul.
Father, we thank you for indeed great is your faithfulness, your mercies in you every morning, great is your love, Lord, toward each one of us. Father, thank you that you're not mad at us, but you're mad about us, that you're absolutely with us and for us, more than what we could even think or imagine. Father, thank you that we are the apple of your eye the desire of your heart. 
but you're absolutely passionate about us. Thank you, Father, for great is your faithfulness. Awesome. Why don't we take a few moments to, to stand in the presence of the Lord, maybe eyes closed, arms raised, to think, meditate, and rejoice and give thanks to God for His faithfulness, His kindness, and His love toward each one of us. standing I'm going to invite Dave and Jenny and their family to come out to the front with me they had sad news during the week that uh, Jenny's niece Jess who had been battling with cancer had passed away and I know many of you have prayed for them so I'd love us to stand with them this morning so if one or two would like to join with me as we gather around and pray for them Father, we thank you that we can come, Lord, into your presence, knowing that you're with us. And Father, I thank you that you're the God of comfort, the God of peace. And Father, we pray for your peace and your comfort upon Dave and Jen and their family. Father, may your peace rest upon them. May your Holy Spirit comfort them, I pray. Father, we thank you for, Lord, their stance, their prayer, their tenacity before you. And Father, we thank you for the precious life of Jess, Lord, who we know is with you forever in the peace and the presence of God. So Father, we pray, comfort them. May they know that their hope has been richly rewarded as they trust in you. Lord, for the days, the weeks, the months ahead, may they know the love of family around them. Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, your presence resting on them. So, Father, for the, 
the service that is happening on this Wednesday. We pray that, Lord, it would be a celebration of her life at a time where family and friends can come together to remember and rejoice at the wonderful gift of who Jessica was. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, church family here for praying for her and and we had yeah we just really hung on for a miracle but Jessica's a 20 year old lively young woman and um, even even though she struggled with everything else the family was just so amazing and strong and Jessica throughout it all just said I have God's peace and she hung on to that and she kept we with all of us we just prayed for that miracle of healing but unfortunately it's not going to be an earthly one but she is with Jesus and we know she's there and she's rejoicing but yeah it's hard letting her go so thank you for all that have prayed wow well it's good to know that no matter what season of life we find ourselves the Lord is with us and that's the hope that we have in our Christian faith so thank you, church, and thank you, Dave and Jen and family, for letting us pray with you. That's wonderful. Well, we come to the part of the service that I don't know what's really going to happen. But I do know a couple of things. I do know this. We are going to have a testimony from somebody. So that's going to be good. I do know this. We're going to be praying for Aaron and Claire Harford and family because they, today is their last Sunday with us before they fly over to the state. So we'll pray with them. And then we're going to have a panel and we're going to discuss some stuff, some scripture. And uh, we'll see where that all goes to. But to kick things off, who would like to share a testimony of God's goodness or something that the Lord has done in their lives over the last two or three months? Yeah, come forward, Pete. Let's give Pete a hand as he comes forward this morning. Three minutes, my friend. Yeah, okay. excuse me, I'm a bit nervous. I don't like speaking in front of big crowds. Um, for the last 13 years, I've been uh, wanting a long-haul bus driver's job. And for the last... Four months I've been working for Manabus. I uh, travel between Hamilton and Auckland, Hamilton and Turangi, Hamilton and New Plymouth. And I've been praying for years and years, and God finally granted that. Wow. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I love my job. You get to meet such great people. And uh, also you get to see the slums of Auckland. And uh, I've come across so many street people in Auckland City. It's, it's, it's amazing they even survive from day to day. And this one young couple that had been on the street for two years. And I got talking to the young guy. And uh, I said to him, you know, can you read? And he's like, a little. And I said, if I give you a Bible, will you read it? And he says, yeah. He said, I'll, I'll read it. And I went back two days later, and 
they were gone. Nobody knew where they went, and their stuff was still sitting there where they were sitting on the front doorsteps of McDonald's, and that was really quite sad. But, um, yeah, I just prayed for them and just hoped that they were okay. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, that's all I, I have to say. Great. Thank you, Peter. Let's give him a hand. Fantastic. Well, I would like to invite Erin and Claire and family to come forward. They're off to the States. And uh, so as they come, why don't friends and family come as well? It would be lovely to gather around them. And uh, as they're on an exciting journey. Fantastic. Wow. Have we got some crunchy bars for the kids as well too, Lance? Would you like to tell us what's happening? So we're heading off to the States, um, Chicago, for a couple of years. Um, I've got a job over there. Um, it's a two-year two -year placement, so we'll be there for about um, that period of time, flying out this afternoon. Um, <laughs> we're packed, we're packed. Um, everything's in suitcases, and it's, um, some of it's in cars even. Uh, so we're off from the balmy, uh, sunny climbs of Hamilton to um, what will be, a, I think it's a high of minus 14 um, when we arrive. Um, and that's without the windshield factor. So, <laughs> so that, uh, we're um, looking to come back to Hamilton um, at the end of the time. So we'll, we'll see you in a, in a while. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. What about you uh, just pop out there? You looking forward to it, kids? The big plane? Wow, fantastic, eh? Let's gather around. Josh, would you like to pray for them? Thank you. Lord, we thank you for Aaron and Claire and their family. We thank you for the, the time that they've um, been here at Activate and what they've invested in and the, the relationships and the connections they have. But more importantly, Lord, we thank you for their hearts for you. We thank you for how they lead by example and that they are passionately following after you. And Lord, we thank you for this adventure that is ahead of them for two years, for the way you've opened the doors and, and, what, and what's happened there. And God, we send them out with your blessing. Lord, we send them from here with an amazing, with, with as all the blessing that from you, Lord, we ask for the years ahead to be filled with adventure, with fun, with new, new activities, with experiences, with a great time, with, with friendships as well, deep friendships that they'll make over there too and opportunities within work and all sorts of things. Lord, we ask that this will be a prosperous time, a time that even opens their eyes to new things that you have for them um, and that their relationship with each other and their relationship with you will deepen. Lord, we ask for your know, strength for the family and we, on the practical side, God, we ask for health for them with the crazy temperatures over there in Chicago. Lord, for the whole different way of life, but we pray for your presence, that they would just know your presence so, so close to them. So, Lord, we thank you for what lies ahead of them, and we look forward to their return. Yeah, Father, we thank you that we can stand in agreement with them, and as Joss has prayed, Lord, we do uh, declare and release your blessing, 
and your blessing to the full, Lord. May it overtake them and overshower them, I pray. So now, Lord, we release them, and I pray that they will have a tremendous adventure in you. And, Lord, that the opportunities that this will unfold, and we look forward to seeing them again in the future. Watch over the children. Help them with great relationships and schools and uh, areas of connection, Lord. I pray that over a clear, Lord, it will be a, a tremendous time of freedom and liberty. I pray for great friendships for her. And, Lord, for Aaron, I pray for great work opportunities, that, Lord, his influence and his mark, Father, will be far beyond, Lord, the, the aspects of work, but will be very much kingdom-focused and kingdom-influenced for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Make sure you get some crunchies, kids, <laughs> and have a great flight. Fantastic. Who enjoys panels? Well, that's really enthusiastic, church. We'll try that again. You are awake, aren't you? Who enjoys panels? Oh, still not quite good enough, Trevor. I saw your hand. We'll try it one more time. Who really enjoys panels? Oh, oh for, for goodness sake. Nice cheers. The best cheers in the church. So, okay, we're going to have a panel this morning. Rachel, would you like to join me on it? She's really enthusiastic. I saw your hand before. Well, I didn't really, but... So let's give her a hand as she comes. Robin, you look as though you need a challenge this morning. Would you like to be on the panel? Let's give him a hand as he comes. And because he's so good on panels, I've seen him before, he's extremely, extremely skilled in it. John, would you like to come? Go, John. Go, John. He's putting his shoes on. Got to do up his thongs. I can see that happening, yeah. He's getting set. He, he's about to get out of those blocks. So that's it. Here he comes. Let's give him a hand. And somebody who is absolutely amazing at drama. She won a National New Zealand Award last year. Let's welcome Nicole to the panel. <laughs> Nicole was really enthusiastic about this. John, would you, would you mind moving along one seat, if that's okay? That, that was my seat, actually. Seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you know what you're talking about, okay. You do? Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> they, they don't, because I don't even know what they're talking about. Well, I sort of do. Thank you very much, panelists. Thank you for volunteering this morning. <laughs> Weren't they so willing? I was very, very pleased about that. We're going to have a look at a scripture. Um, it's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I think when you start a new year, it's always good to look ahead and what is what we're believing in God to unfold over the next 12 months, maybe setting goals, maybe the desires that God has placed in our hearts. And there's a great scripture, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2. So if you could flick that up, please. Uh, maybe we can read it together. Therefore, since 
we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Gee, that's not very good reading, church. Let's try it on verse 2 and see if we can get everybody reading it. Here we go. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Isn't that an awesome piece of scripture? So if we can go back to verse 1, and we're going to help our panel because this is the first time they've seen this. So what I'd like us to do, if you look at verse 1, what do you think are some of the key words in there that we could talk about? I need your participation, church. I need surrounded. Okay, that's a key word. Lance, would you mind writing that up for me? Surrounded. What, what would be another? Witness. Yeah, what would be another key word? Race. Yes, that's a very good word. Strip off. Well, okay. Okay, Grant. Sanitized, yes. Okay. Something else? Faith. Who said that? Very good, Caleb. That's very, very good. Uh, maybe one other word. Th therefore? Endurance and sin? Uh, okay. Okay. Panel, how do you feel about these words here? Surrounded, witness, faith, race, endurance, sin. Do you, do you think that's something you could talk about with us this morning? Probably. Probably. Okay. So I've got a, a picture for you. What, what do you think this verse is a picture of? Do you think it's a picture of somebody boxing? Do you think it's a picture of somebody playing tennis, or do you think it might be an athlete? What, what do you think? Okay, if you wouldn't mind. I, I think the, the, the allusion there to race, definitely think it's a running race. So there is a beginning and an end, and there's rules surrounding it, and um, everybody knows the rules, everybody knows the race, and okay. off you go. Okay. I think it's a good analogy of everyday thing that people relate to, an and event. Sure, and is it a sprint, a marathon, or...? I think with this one here, you've got endurance in there, so any race has got a certain amount of endurance, but I would say this is a long one. Okay. Yeah, this okay. is end-to-end. -end. Okay. Do you, do you have any comments about race at all, Nicole, that you'd like to make in terms of the Christian faith? I mean, I think I get really excited when I realise that I am, um, that God's got this race in front of me, because... Um, I have absolutely no idea what 2016, the race with God's going to look like. Um, 2015 was probably the biggest adventure race that I have had in my life. So what's on for 2016? And sometimes I think, you know, the picture I get is, is definitely of the straight road. But um, I know that actually God's got a lot more for me than just a straight road, that he's going to have some, some really exciting things along the way. And it is by faith, isn't it, that we can press on and get excited by what he's got in store. And we do have to endure, like it's, like don't give up halfway. Um, so often I think, you know, we think it's a bit hard going and all of a sudden it completely changes and you go from sort of, I guess, being pressed in by 
um, I guess the picture I get is of like skyscrapers and suddenly you're in fresh green fields and it's, you know, and it becomes easy and you think, wow, yeah. um, isn't this amazing? So, yeah, um, it is an exciting race, definitely. Great. Thank you very much, Nicole. Let's give her a hand. That was a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robin, do you know where the Olympics first started? Athens? Yes. Very, very good. Yeah, that's a good and, and could you imagine what an athlete would have been dressed like, say, 2,000 years ago? Back then? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't wear clothes back then. <laughs> no, like, that, that is not the answer I'm I was looking sure. for, Robert. Could, could you please pass the mic on to Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm serious. No. <laughs> no. So, that, when it talks about here, um, let us strip off every weight for an athlete. Do you think they would have come, you know, to the starting line with all their clothes on? What do you think they would have been dressed like? In very minimal clothing, so okay. that aerodynamicness is improved. Okay. So maybe shorts and a top and some good shoes. Yeah. Okay. They shave their legs too, most of the time. Okay. Okay. All right. Can we pass the mic? Right. Let's give Robin a hand. <laughs> okay. Just going with the athlete theme, um, Rach. So if they're there... It talks about weight, stripping aside every sort of weight. What does that mean from a perspective of faith? You know, if we're going to run well, stripping aside the weights. So what, what do you think that means? Um, I think, for me, the verse is talking about our life in general. You know, there's you know, lots of witnesses watching us, not just, you know, our church family. There's people, our neighbours, our colleagues, you know, friends, family who are non-believers. So there's a lot of witnesses watching how we live our life. So it's things like, are we letting those little things, those weights getting us down, where bad things do happen in our life, because that's going to happen, uh, are we letting those little things get us down and all the witnesses around us are going, oh, well, look at how they dealt with that, you know, they're mm. supposed to be a Christian. Mm. So it's could, that could, kind of... Could you give us an example? Give us an example? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've just been to a funeral this week for an 18-week-old baby. Oh, wow. And the family have just got an amazing faith. You know, the whole journey through their baby since being born, they're just an inspiration. Honestly, mm. anyone who would look at them from the outside would see their faith and just be inspired, because I certainly have been. Yeah, mm. yeah. Faith is very inspirational, isn't it, Church? And it certainly, as you said, can really, really inspire. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, referring to chapter 11, where the writer of Hebrew goes through a whole list of the Old Testament saints, starting from um, Abraham and Moses, um, it just carries on through the prophets and so forth, with their wonderful to Noah as they heard from God and stepped into faith in God. And this witnesses is not only, as you said, but the witness of all those believers that have gone before us and said, look, this is how it's done. And I think it's just a wonderful inspiration that as we run our race, the race to run is one that, yes, I believe, and I step into faith all that God has for me and for us. So, Nicole, you touched on endurance. Uh, how important do you think that is to run the race well? Um, well, I think it's easier to give up than to carry on <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, you know, it's, it's really easy just to say I've had enough and, and to stop. And, um, and I think it's at that point that you really do have to, you know, obviously think, 
what is it that's really important here and just I guess for me um, in what I've um, happened to me in the sort of the last 12 months you can get really overwhelmed so um, I ended up sort of having to do two jobs last year we started Kiwi Regional Airlines and I was still in my old job as CEO and, you know, it was the race was getting really hard because I was um, becoming absolutely overwhelmed and I think, you know, endurance is about saying that and realising that you aren't alone and that God's absolutely there and for me it was about getting up and asking God to show me what today I needed to do and just doing that one thing and, you know, what would happen is I would, even if when it was really odd, it was a small thing that I think wouldn't matter and doing it, it actually um, answered about four other things that were on my list of things to do. So, you know, God absolutely cares about every day and I think, you know, he is the water, the nutrients to our body and when we become overwhelmed, which we can all do, I think, when the heat's on, um, the peace that I find in God is just to tell me what to do next. What's the one thing that I could do that would make a difference to my day? And, um, and that helps yeah. to get through the next, yeah, 24 hours. Fantastic. Thank you. John, um, one of the words that's on the board that we spoke about here uh, is sin. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how it can easily trip us up. Hmm, Sin. Yeah, I've been pondering about this for a, for a long time because it is, is a, it is a bit of a central theme in Christianity. And, uh, you know, we got it from, it comes with a package. And uh, it's really me being aware of what I'd sooner do myself for myself rather than to others. And uh, just in little things, and I think particularly I'm, I'm a bit more focused around relationships. And I just think of one like with your family and whatnot. And uh, I think there is an absolute need for us to be aware of where our heart sits, what comes out of it. And when they come boiling up, not to be surprised that, oh, my goodness, where, you know, that it came up, but that it did come up. And it shows me something of my heart and who I am, and I need to do something about it. And, of course, that's a, that's a big challenge from day to day. And one of the ones that was really aware of was um, in Corinthians 13, it says, Love does not keep a record of wrong. And I never ever thought of myself as a um, vindictive person or get, get you back. But it did strike me, particularly with regard to my family and my wife, that I did keep little records of wrong. And, I, you know, I thought, well, I did this and she behaved like that or he did that, you know, the, the, the children. And I kept a record of I wouldn't do something or, you know, set them free. And so I kept all these little records. They're not big ones, but then I just started to repent. So these things, they change my heart, and that's what I'm interested in, in doing. And that's, we do have sin. We can't be surprised by it. And the only, the only um, solution to sin is the cross and resurrection of Jesus. And you've got to apply it, and it's got to be in the little things, and you've got to humble yourself and walk again. Um, so, Excellent. John. So how do we apply it? Can you... Um... I, I repent. So oh, God, when a little thing comes up, and I'm thinking... I won't say, I won't do anything like that because last time she did this or whatever it was. And I say, no, I repent of that, God. I'm, I'm going to go and talk. I'm going to, you know, inquire about this, even though, you know, the, the, I might get the reaction I got before. But I don't keep a record of what was before. Mm. I pursue in the good things that I want to keep doing with relationships and myself. Mm. So I'm just aware of them, and I do something about it, and I repent. Excellent. Nicole, could you tell us a little bit, um, I think one of the weights that can hold us down pretty easy is not letting things go, maybe not forgiving as we should. 
Would you like to talk about that weight that can hold us back from running a good race? Um, I guess one of the, yeah, thanks, Ray. Um, unforgiveness, and it was something that I didn't actually even know about really until the last couple of years when I was involved in Sozo, and I realised that one of the greatest tools that God gives us is um, to forgive people. And um, I guess um, several times a week now, um, I would ask God, who do I need to forgive? And straight away, if there is someone there, he'll just bring them to mind. And, you know, sometimes I'm really surprised. It's something that someone has said or done. And, you know, it was just a little poke or something. And I just, I don't, I don't put a big weight on it, but I just ask God, you know, let me forgive. I forgive this person for what they said or did. And I, it has absolutely transformed my life, forgiveness and the power of forgiving people. And, um, and I used to think it was this really huge, huge thing, but I realised that it's just it's, it's, um, a really beautiful thing when you can just um, ask God, so who do I need to forgive? And when you do that, the power is just so huge. You just walk with just this lightness in your step. You don't carry anything any longer. So I didn't realise how much unforgiveness was a burden that we carry. And it was this heaviness that sort of walks around with us. And yet I didn't know that that's how I felt. Uh, I didn't know that when I had that conversation, as you say, John, with your uh, friends and family, that there was maybe something there. Um, but once you forgive them, gosh, it changes how you feel dramatically from the inside. Mm. So it's been a wonderful tool that um, I use with God all the time. God, who do I need to forgive? Mm. It's a great question, isn't it? Something to, as a takeaway, very good. Robin, um, in terms of the, the sin and the things that so easily trip us up, what happens if we actually don't deal with sin? Where does that lead us to? Well, I guess in terms of the race, we end up stopping or slowing down dramatically. So it's just like if we end up, yeah, having these, keeping this sin in our life or these things that are slowing us down, it's only going to mm-hmm. stop the race for us. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think Jesus thinks about it when we sort of play around with sin and are not really serious about living for him as we should? Um, I guess we kind of suck for him because he'd be watching us being like, oh man, like this is my kid and he's being slowed down by these things and he's just mm-hmm. keeping on doing them. Yeah. And for him, he'd be like, oh man, I this guy could just let them go, but he's not. Yeah, sure. Good answer. Rach, in terms of enduring the race, you know, we can go through some real tough things, but does that mean there's sin in our life necessarily? Uh, you know, I think any endurance race, anyone who does or has done an endurance run, if anyone's ever done a marathon. Any, <laughs> yeah, yeah. any marathon runners? I bet you there's some. Well, yes, yeah. there, yes. See, Look at those hands. Oh, no. Wow. When you get to the 30 kilometer mark, because the marathon's 42.2, you get to the 30 kilometer mark and you just go, oh, I just can't do any more. And it's that real mental battle. And if you've done one, then you'll understand. It's just that real mental battle. Yes, I can. Oh, actually, maybe I can't. And you've got this mental battle happening in your mind for the next 12 Ks. And you actually do get to the end. So it's the same in life. You know, you're going to have those things that at the 30K mark might not be your 30 years old, but... <laughs> You know, you'll get to a point where you think, oh, you know, this is really, really hard. I don't know if I can actually keep going, but the end is in sight. You will actually get there if you push through. Fantastic. Here yeah, I think that's where the faith comes in, being like, okay, like, even though this stuff's happening in my life, because stuff happens to us, it's, it's life. It's not going to be easy all the time, but it's like, hey, I have this faith that God's got it. Like, in the end, it's, it's going to be all good. 
And that's where that endurance comes through because it's just like, okay, I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. I love the story. In 1968, there was an Olympian, um, uh, a Mexican athlete who was running the marathon race. And they started out and the, the winning time was, was a very quick time. This runner, though, didn't come in until eight hours after the first person went over the, the finish line and people were about to leave. And um, as he entered into the arena, the whole auditorium or the arena just stood to their feet and just applauded as he just absolutely struggled to the finish line. So it was eight, eight or nine hours later, and I f he was a Mexican guy, I forget his name. And after the, the race, he was interviewed, why did you continue running? Because he'd fallen over and injured himself. And he said, my country didn't send me to start a race. They sent me to finish it. And I thought, it's a great, great story of endurance. Jesus doesn't start us on a race to give up. He starts us on it so that we finish it. And so the next verse gives some real keys on how to finish well. So let's go to Hebrews 12.2. Uh, uh, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So congregation, can you help me with a couple of key words? Lance is going to write those up uh, from that verse. Jesus is indeed a key word. Sorry? Keeping, keep your eyes, yep. Perfects, champion, joy awaiting, so, disgrace was it? Faith, yes. Disregarding shame, honor. Okay, it's a good series of words there. So, um, panel. <coughs> Keeping our eyes on Jesus. John, how do we do that? That's a good question, eh? Oh, that, right, right. <laughs> no time to think. Um, I think when we convert to Christianity, and we all have that conversion experience, we've got to bury some things in our heart that are never going to shift. And uh, years ago, I believed that Christianity was the right religion. And it wasn't a little while later that a friend of mine I, um, was convict, convinced that there was also a spiritual element. And ever since then, that has been a cornerstone that I've always, always had that truth sitting in me that God does exist and that I can trust him and, and, and you know, the foundation of the scriptures and the word you can believe them. So I'd say those are the absolute key foundational things that you gotta, I've got to have to be able to carry on, to be able to trust to the end. So what okay. was the question again? Yeah, yeah, how do you keep your eyes on Jesus? How do you keep your eyes on Jesus? So once again, you have to have that discipline of, of reading the scriptures, of meeting with friends, of uh, being aware of who you are, looking after your own condition of your own heart. Um, all these kind of things, they keep regenerating and rebuilding, mm. uh, rebuilding from that day all the way through. And it varies through, mm. throughout the time that you're engaged. It's got to stay engaged. Indeed. Mm. So when we look to Jesus, who are we looking? Are we looking at him as a baby in a in a manger? Are we looking at him on the cross? Are we looking at him in heaven? What is our view of Jesus? Um, obviously, the Redeemer is is really key. But I just think this year has been interesting in that uh, in our men's group we went through Ephesians, and it gives some reasons of why God went to all the trouble that He did. And one of the things that struck me as being 
amazing, is that he created this heaven, this universe and this earth and put us in it because he wanted to have, give us the opportunity or created us so that we would be able to develop, to be able to love him just as the Father, Son, Holy Spirit love each other. Mm. And to me, that is a tremendous thing that he went to all this effort to do it. So really key to, to doing that is um, to be able to understand why and how what God is doing it, that he wants to develop us and in this sort of our capacity to engage with one another in love and, to, and that whole thing is, is so much around Jesus. That's, that's the thing he did. And the atonement was so very much an important part in this whole process that we were actually redeemed. And we've got to stay with it. We've got to stay focused on that so that we can experience uh, you know, the love of God, we can experience the healingness that he's given us and give us the ability to love one another and to love him. Because at the end of the day, he gets us out of it and we get him. That's, the, that's all we take with us when out of this deal and this life. So, Very good. So to me, that's been one of the big insights to, uh, this year in our men's cell group yeah. and, and just thinking about those things and reading and stuff like that. Great. Nicole, um, keeping our eyes on Jesus, maybe just talk about who Jesus is. You know, here it's described as the champion who initiates and perfect our faith, our view of Jesus and what he's like has a big impact on our lives. So maybe you could talk about that. But just before you do, I just want to mention the word, uh, we do this by keeping. The word keeping, that word is only used in the New Testament one time, and it's only in this time. And the way the word is used, it means, in other translations, the NIT, um, I do this by looking or by fixing or by gazing. It literally means to steer and it means to move away from every other distraction, just put them all aside, and I'm just going to stare at that object, at that thing. And so when things crop up in my life, what the writer is here is just stare at Jesus, just look at him. And the application of it is, because we don't, can't physically see him, is tune my thoughts, my mind, my focus, and absolutely fix it on Jesus. Because what you fix on is what flows into you. It's the principle. What you fix flows into you. If you fix yourself onto Jesus, love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that will flow into you. And so this is why the scriptures are encouraging. When you're running your race, there's the finish line. There is Jesus, the champion, the coach that says, come on, you can do this. So, Nicole, Jesus... Um, I guess for me, I see Jesus as um, um, an awesome man of God and a leader. And for me, I get, when you think about him and in his workplace, people just followed him. They listened to him and he just spoke words of wisdom. And when I went to Manifest Present Conference last year, I watched, um, and I think it was Bill Johnson speaking, and I was really struck by the fact that um, he just kept having these moments of silence which was probably the point where we were all going, wow, you know, just trying to think about what he just said to us. But actually he was waiting for, for God to tell him what to say next. And I really got struck by that. And I thought, you know, I need to think about that a lot more. And, and it really challenged me. Um, and when I've gone into a couple of difficult meetings, um, I've said, actually, I'm going to wait. I'm, before I reply and respond, I'm going to wait and, tell, and I'm going to see what God tells me to say. And I think for me that's what Jesus is going, is, is the great challenge for us, driving to work every day saying, okay, so I want less of, less of Nicole and a lot more of Jesus because um, he was so wise and people wanted to follow him. Yeah. And 
I would really like to have that. Um, and just to have that real ability to hear him in the decision making and the words that I speak over um, my team going into this year because, gosh, um, it's so easy to be distracted and it's so easy to let Nicole come to the surface and um, I'd really like to have um, Jesus there speaking because I know that his words are a lot um, more insightful and, and so on than mine. So, so for me, it's about... Um, yeah, the awesome leader that Jesus is. Yeah, mm. Fantastic. Great. Because of the joy awaiting him, Robin, what do you think that means? Because of the joy awaiting him, waiting Jesus? I guess it's just going to heaven and also what, what it's going to mean for us. Yeah, I think the joy awaiting him is Jesus was going to the cross and what he could see wasn't the cross per se, but he could see you and me. It talks about in Revelations where there are thousands upon thousands gathered in the throne of God. And that is what Jesus is seeing. He's seeing you and me. And so to do well in our race, we need to see for the joy set before us. So I want to ask this question. What brings you joy this morning? What brings you joy? Is it your wife or your husband? Don't look at me like that, some of you. Do they bring you joy? Is it your children? Is it your work? Do you find really great joy in your relationship with the Lord? Does he bring you joy? He certainly does. So for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the sign. What do you think joy is important for endurance, uh, Rachel? Well, it would be a pretty miserable <laughs> journey if we were sad the whole time. So. Yeah. Having some joy along the way is going to make it a bit more pleasant. Yeah. I actually think, you know, people talk about setting goals and they go, I'm after the results. I want the results, which is good. Of course we want the results. Jesus says, I want the results, but I want more. I want joy. And I think it's a really good thing in our lives. God wants us to be joyful people. And this year, as we go into 2016, for the joy set before us as we serve the Lord, will endure or disregard shame, knowing that there's a place of honor. So uh, um, disregarding its shame, what do you think that means, John? Uh, he's very aware of the, the, the total sort of, in, you know, when you're, when you're put on a cross, you're nailed up there, you know, yeah. and you're held up to public ridicule. That's all part of the purpose of it, to intimidate people. So there is great shame with it that you're out of control and you're considered a bad person and you're nailed there. I mean, that's tremendously shameful and you're degraded before other people and people look at you in horror. Um, but he overlooked that. It was like he was looking beyond. Yeah. And he, he disregarded it. It wasn't part of the equation that, you know, for, for us, if we're going to be shamed in public or whatnot, it, or, you know, we were, we were very aware of it and we make decisions about it, but he just overlooked at it. Yeah. And... and you could see, like you mentioned before, the joy set before him. He could see beyond. He could see us beyond it. Yeah, so. yeah. How important do you think it is, Nicole, great answer, to see beyond today for tomorrow? Um, I think that's where, you know, God can plant great dreams because you, you do have to be able to see much further ahead than today um, in order to, to um, get excited about what God has, has got for you. And... Um, 
And I guess for, for me, it's actually about all the hope and promises that um, I'm just... I guess I'm a real big kid at Christmas because I don't know what's inside the, um, the, uh, the presents. And it's that whole thing that God has got so much for us. And it's about, um, gosh, what is it going to look like this year and what, what things are we going to do together? And it's, it's knowing that he has so much for us. And I guess that's the exciting part for me as I just think, wow, what's, what's going to be next, God? And... Um, yeah, and I want to run because if I don't move forward, then actually I'm not going to be able to take it. And I think that's the other thing is, you know, if you want to cross the finish line, if you want to take that ribbon, um, you've got to actually run. And um, I think you can get caught up in standing still. And so for me, it's about not thinking about so much what's happening today. It's about, oh, my gosh, what could happen tomorrow if I just stepped out and just ran a bit harder or did something different? Um, and... And knowing at the end for me, which is because, you know, for those of you that know my testimony about starting off in business and when it all went um, badly, you know, the thing is at the end of the day, we have the best prize ever, which is that we get to be with Jesus forever and ever. So yeah, it really awesome. won't matter what happens at the moment. It's, it's actually about that ultimate prize, isn't it? And that's, that's what we've always got to have in front. Fantastic. Well, I, I think we better wrap it up there. We could go on for ages, couldn't we? We could. But isn't it wonderful, this beautiful illustration of an athlete running a race? And uh, Jesus is the champion himself. And he really shows the example of how to run this race well. And uh, <clears throat> the scriptures encourage us to look unto Jesus. Jesus was looking. We looked to him, but he was looking to us. He saw us. And because he saw us, that enabled him to endure. And in his endurance... He did something very interesting. He said, I'm going to despise the shame. People look at me and ridicule, but I'm going to despise being ridiculed. I'm going to push that aside because of the joy that's set before me. And on the other side of that joy was the honor that his father had for him, that he could sit down and rest and enjoy the joy that was set before him. And so I want to encourage us for 2016, the Lord has a race for us. There are little things that can trip us up. You know what they are. It could be unforgiveness. It could be bad attitudes. It could be things that just, just a little niggle. And you can, can I encourage you to go before the Lord and say, hey, Lord, I want to turn away from that. I want to repent. I want to have a new mindset. And I want to run focused on Jesus because you've got great dreams you've placed in my heart, great opportunities. I see the future. I'm stepping out with you in faith believing for what you have for me. Let's do this journey together. What do you say, church? Amen? Amen. Well, let's put our hands together and congratulate the panel. Fantastic job. <clears throat> Great stuff. Well done, team. I really appreciate your contribution. We're going to close with a, um, a final song, which would be great. And uh, just while every... Eye is closed and every head is bowed. Maybe this is your first or second time here. And maybe you've been here many times, but just thinking, gee, I've been playing around with sin. There's been things that have been weighing me down that I should let go that I haven't. And this morning I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, today's the day I've got to let it go. I've got to turn from that thing and face Jesus. 
Maybe you've never said, I want to face you, Jesus, and I want to run the race that you've set for my life, my best life. That means I turn from my sin, I look to the cross, and I believe in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. He paid the price for my sin, but he rose from the dead, so I rise in new life with him. If that's you this morning, you're saying, Ray, I want to follow Jesus where every eye is closed and every head is bowed. Can you give me a wave this morning? Why every eye is closed and head is bowed. That's cool. Great. I see that. Thank you. Pop your hands down. That's great. What I'd really encourage you to do is I'd love to meet with you after the service. Just come and see me and I'd love to have a chat with you. Father, I thank you for this wonderful scripture for the joy is set before him. Jesus endured the cross, despising its shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, I pray for 2016 that we'll run the race with endurance, that we'll run with our eyes focused and fixed on Jesus, that we'll run with our hearts full of faith and belief and trust in a living God who is with us who is for us, who promises never to leave nor forsake us. And so, Father, as we go into this year, I pray your blessing over every household, your blessing over every relationships, over mums and dads and kids and grandchildren, over places of work, Lord, those that are finding a need to find work, I pray that, Lord, you would open up the door of new job opportunities. Father, I pray for those that are struggling financially that, Lord, you would provide supernaturally. I pray, Lord, the release of the miraculous over, Lord, us as a body this year, that your name would be glorified. And everyone said, Amen. Well, church, why don't we stand to our feet as we sing. And if you have a need for prayer, feel free to come to the front. We'd love to pray with you. Really encourage you to connect with one or two after and go out for lunch, have chicken coleslaw and buns. Have a coffee. It'll just be great to connect. So great to see you. Have a wonderful afternoon. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. God bless.
afternoon. Bless you.